0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pat and John on their best behavior. I'm John. And I'm Pat. And this is the podcast in which two college friends bond with and berate each other over the films and music they love, from Paddington to pop punk to Paul Thomas Anderson. And uh, I gotta say, we're recording on a Tuesday, which not only gives us only a day to edit this before we release it on Thursday but Tuesdays, as I was telling our guest, whom I will introduce very shortly, Tuesdays are my hell day, so I have my own poetry workshop for three hours in the morning over Zoom and three hour class over Zoom is probably like the the biggest trigger for Pat, even more so than I don't know the word, Skippy Um, (laughs) so I have that in the morning and then I have a three hour class that I teach, a poetry workshop that I teach to undergrads in the afternoon. So it's, you know, wake up for my morning class, three hours of that, spend my time agonizing about my own class that I teach, teach that for three hours, come back, try to get some food in me. Today I forgot to let the hamburger that I was going to make thaw overnight, so I had to go rush out. And get some Burger King, and on the way there, I almost hit a raccoon. Oh! But I stopped, I stopped, and spared his life just as quickly as I put it in danger. Um, and uh, John's
1: lying. He hit the raccoon, <laughs> and then on the side of the road created a little fire
0: <laughs> and <laughs> roasted him. And that was just, that Yeah. Was and that, now, that was very yeah. slowly. No hamburger, no problem. Uh, then I went into Burger King and uh, things were in a little bit of a. They were in a state there. People were messing <laughs> up orders. The manager was screaming at the employees, yeah. and somehow, even though he was, he told told me that he's in Pittsburgh. Pat just popped out of like the his head popped out of the cash register and said, "Oh, and you guys want to get paid fifteen dollars an hour?" <laughs> and then he popped back in and went back back to Pittsburgh. Um, so I got all that done. Got back to my apartment around like 15, 20 minutes before we started recording, got all set up and then I just breathe. And I said, what am I so, what am I so stressed about? Why do I feel like I have to like truly like be present? I'm just, I'm just recording with my just bros, Vibing. Vibing with my bros, new and old, old and new. And speaking of new bros, <laughs> Let me just introduce our guest, so we can vanquish him from his or or, or relieve him from this (laughs) this cone of silence that is put put over him as he listens to this awful intro, uh, and say that uh, today on the podcast we have a very special guest. He is a writer. He is an expert on the album that we will be discussing very shortly. Uh, He is an uh, my fellow cohort member in the MFA program here at (laughs) Syracuse University. Please welcome to the podcast, Jonah Evans. Hello, Hi, Jonah. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. This way. Yeah, thank you wave. for. It. And that makes sense. That makes sense that you're you're doing like a regal wave because you're in a a purple a purple room regal right wave. now. And as we know,
2: yeah, I'm digging the room vibes. Yeah, with its purple and lights, and I've got a, a tapestry that looks like a wooden oh. barn door. It's <laughs> so. It's so beautiful. Wait, that's a tapestry. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think yeah. I've ever noticed that either. I thought
1: it was—I uh, thought it was one of those things in a church that opens up, and there's like a triptych.
2: No, it's 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 like cloth that looks mm. like wood, kind of from a distance. Wow, goes to show I'm, I'm so fancy. Can I so say
1: fancy. I I do want to go back to John's uh, little fiasco mm-hmm. at yeah. Burger King.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: I went to a McDonald's maybe two weeks ago. Okay. And uh there was one person working. Whew. And uh she was all she was doing the register, she was doing the food. And I have to say, it was the best double quarter pounder I've had in a really long time. Wow. And I've probably had maybe close to two hundred. <laughs> um That's a
2: lot. That's not was... a lot, maybe. I don't know.
1: I was like, this franchise should just, like, pivot to just this girl just, like, <laughs> vibing, like, just making kind of, like, made-to-order quarter-pounders and, like... With love, of course. And I'm sure that's yeah. what she was doing
0: all day, was just vibing. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowhere else she Well, there were seven be.
1: other people back there, but they were her friends. They weren't, like, McDonald's workers. <laughs> okay. And I think it was just, like... It was just a jovial spirit that she infused into the burger. Yeah.
0: That sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. So labor shortage, uh, supply chain issues. You know what? Deal with it. Deal with it. Be- Deal beautiful with it. burgers. Beautiful burgers. Equals. From yes. Burger King. Beautiful burgers. Yes. Oh, I have one more thing, but I wanted to wait until I introduced Jonah before I, uh, before I mentioned this, cause I feel like he probably will have something to say about this. I don't know. Maybe. Um, big development on my end in terms of like Ooh. post not, not post i always use the phrase post pandemic like seriously um <laughs> post first wave of the pandemic post shutdown i guess um you know what i did on friday night for the first time in a very long time any guesses
2: um i always resort to drug jokes so i think i'll just <laughs> refrain from guessing
0: okay that's fair do you, do you, well, I guess you probably know, Pat, because I was texting you about it. It's, it's, it's like we had we talked about on an episode when we went to the movie theater for the first time in a very long time since the shutdown. But it's the kind of the music equivalent of going to the movie theater. Oh, you went to a, show. Went to a show. I went to a show uh, on Friday night for the first time since the pandemic, since March of did 2020. You see? I saw a band that we talked about on this very podcast, uh, The Men Singers oh sweet yeah where did you
2: see them in the city
0: yeah they were playing in syracuse at the lost horizon um they're playing
2: in syracuse yeah yeah you should yeah, have yeah. told
0: me i should have that's true damn you and i went with Allie too former guest of the pod oh my so god i can't believe you're experiencing you betrayal you're hearing betrayal in real time folks <laughs> um
2: i think i was doing stuff on friday i don't know
0: you probably were yeah i was totally yeah. busy. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pretend that i i knew i knew that you were. um <laughs> But yeah, it was wild. It was like I didn't even realize it until I get there. I was like, yeah, like I, I've been to a show since the pandemic and that, pandemic, and then I realized that was not the case. Uh, the mm. last show I saw was in like December. I saw Manchester Orchestra and Oso Oso in Philly with Ali Hoback, Friend of the Pod. And it, and I also I realized when I got there I hadn't seen the Menzingers yet. And wow. that that album, as we talked about on the albums that shaped us episode, that was like that was a big one for, for freshman year John LeMay, uh, their album on the impossible past. So Felt good. felt good to be back in that that circuit.
2: You know, I actually went to a show with Allie two months ago, two or so months ago. We saw Modest Mouse. Oh, that's
0: right. Funky. It, It almost got rained out, didn't it?
2: Yeah, we actually sat in the car for like an hour, like two hours, because there was like a lightning warning. And so we just had to sit. They played for about 30 minutes or 20 minutes and then maybe 20 minutes even. And then they shut everything down, and we sat in our car for two hours, and there was no alcohol anywhere. <laughs> or they made us leave before we could buy alcohol, and I didn't bring alcohol, so we just sat there, listened to music in the car, and hmm. bullshitted for a while.
0: And then you went back, and the show resumed.
2: Yeah, after two hours. That sounds kind of special, though. That's I mean, nice not though. ideal, uh, but...
1: They could have canceled I, it.
2: They could have. The, I, uh, I feel like it could have been special, but... I think I was bitter because it was just, it was too wide. It was like a wide open space. And I was like, mm. and they're playing a lot of new stuff. Okay. And, gotcha. And, and I'm realizing, you know, I've been seeing these posts cause I have a lot of friends that live in LA. I saw like 20 people on Facebook post picture, like videos of them at a kiss concert and it's like <laughs> in a stadium. And I'm like, and the question is I, a question, I ongoing question that I have is like, how good can sound actually be in a stadium or, like, a huge, huge venue? Like, when does the quality start going down? Because I, I think I'm really picky
1: about that.
0: Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been to but, very but few stadium shows. But don't you think
1: shows. there's other things that counter counteract that? Drinking? Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, that many the people. Showmanship. If, if they're all engaged in something. I mean, I saw... This is might not be the best example, but I saw Drake five years ago in the hockey arena in Pittsburgh, Uh Uh and it was amazing Mm. because the the stage cost a million dollars.
0: (laughs) Right, Mm -hmm. hip hop might be different though. That might be a whole different thing.
1: And well, well, my girlfriend saw Harry Styles the other day. Same thing. Post about that, Mm. and you know, she was like, it was different because you know it, the production is so high mm-hmm. and every person there is so singularly focused mm-hmm. on him right it's not like you yeah. know like a typical like college show or or like a smaller venue where it's like you know you have your hangers on at the bar duh, 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 duh. this is like you know 50,000 people like staring at harry styles like begging begging <laughs> that they have stronger arms of which (laughs) to hurl their undergarments towards the stage.
2: I I really am. I'm really buying into your statement actually. Like, so it's probably, it's probably like, and this was, it was outside. People were lounging. Everyone's in their like mid, mid thirties to mid forties, except for Allie. (laughs) And like, and like, you know, and and it's an outside venue, like the really large space with a hill and it's grass. So maybe those Radiohead and like like you're just into it, everyone's just like, Yes, I'm here. Modest mouse it seemed like those fans were kinda like, Yeah, we're here, like play float on kind of thing. Mm. And, <laughs> so I, I do I do buy Patrick that like it, it, it probably depends on the show. Like it's possible. I I think I have yet to experience it, but I just, I don't mm. think I go to a lot of big shows. So mm. I I believe you though, and I'm I, I I would like to invest my future at some point in going to a sh- big show. That mm.
1: well, I'll be seeing Mitski on? next February, so I will uh, get back to everybody.
0: <laughs> I saw Mitski right. in a basement in uh, at Skidmore. Um, it was me wow. and like twelve people, and Mitski before she was Mitski. Yeah. Whoa. Wait, um, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. What year was this? 2013, 2014. This was when, like, go ahead. Who brought her in? This was, like, back when she was just, like, doing small things. Like, I was, uh, some of the people on, like, the Skidmore music scene, like, were kind of in, like, the sort of, like, this lo-fi world. Uh, there was, like, a lot of, like, lo-fi bands that were, like, doing cool things. Like, this was kind of around the time that, like, Alex G and, like, Frankie Cosmos we're and like up. Elvis De Presley like were sort of doing their things and there was a Skidmore band or a band that had a Skidmore person in it called Free Cake for Every Creature and they performed a show and they brought Mitski in because they they were pals with her and she had only like an album to her name at that point point. and she just did like an acoustic set and I was like oh like this is this is cool she's got a really cool voice got a got a cool style um and then like 2 or 3 years later I saw like she was on like all the Pitchfork headlines and I was like you oh. never talk about this. This is such a flex. <laughs> you know, this I try I try to be, cool I try to be choosy where I draw where I drop those things.
2: I got one more for you guys on this line of things, Please. Okay, go for it. I don't know if I told you this, John, but you know, did I ever tell you that Future Islands played in my backyard? No, like,
0: you didn't tell me this. Wow. Eight years whoa. ago.
2: Yeah, they just played in my backyard. We had a party. My friend was like, "Oh, my friend's band's like trying to play the show." or we're trying to like have this like backyard show. And like, I knew someone who was drumming for them at the time. Like he did like touring drummer stuff. I was like, yeah, we can have a band. And, and, if, and then I was like, they were like future islands. I was like, okay, cool. Um, Cause the front and back house were like friends. And then they played in the middle and they just set up on the concrete. And uh, I don't know if it was 2012 or 11 or 13. I have no idea,
3: mm-hmm. hmm. but
2: I, a, f- a friend of mine who I was a friend of his like local band, um, He came into my house. He's like, dude, Future Islands. I love this band. They're playing at your house. This is awesome. I was like, I'd never even heard of them. I was like, but they were really good. They were good.
0: Yeah. Great moments. Great moments. On a similar note, uh, Pat's uncle, I think, read Marion Williamson's book before she ran for president. So, you know. Wow.
1: Wow. Yeah, let's just put them out there. Kind of of
0: all. (laughs) You know.
1: No, he knew her when she was like just like a life coach like oh, back okay. in the eighties. Gotcha yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Which I mean that's I think that's cool as hell as you know, she's one of the only two non ghoulish people to run for president <laughs> in the past, you know, ten years. Yes, Pat, I said one of only two. Which I'll I'll just leave that I'll leave oh, that yeah, there. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> This is all great, but if I can get back to really mundane developments in my life, another thing <clears throat> important thing happened to me, which is that uh, this is an update for everyone who was following. Which Jonah was involved with this WalletGate, lost WalletGate. Oh uh, no! Yeah, I went to the <laughs> show. I went to the yeah. show on Friday, and I I got the fucking Sharpie on on my on my hand because uh, I mm. they were not accepting obviously because there were like sixteen year olds there. They were not accepting. A picture of my license combined with my skid, uh, my Syracuse ID and my uh, my debit card. So the guy, as he was writing, as he was drawing the X on my on my hand, he was like, "Well, looks like you're straight edge for tonight." And I said, oh, "Well, man. I was straight edge when I listened to this band." Uh, so. <laughs> oh. it, 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 it all it all it all comes back i mean not sure it's called just, method acting yeah exactly <laughs> but but my id i'm showing it i this is a, an audio podcast but i'm showing it. my id finally came in the mail today so new jersey what yeah the fuck New Jersey? Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I, I lived in New Jersey uh. before, but yeah, I mean it <laughs> oh, doesn't. Sorry. Yeah, no, I li- I taught in New Jersey for two years prior to coming coming to this uh, this great state of ours. Okay, I need All to right. get a new license, but in order to do that, I need to trade in my old license. So okay, I had to get them to send me a new one. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. But anyway, okay. so the saga is complete. Everyone can rest easy. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel a little more centered. All right. Mm-hmm. Well. There is there is no that's it. Yeah. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining (laughs) us. Um, Yeah, there's no there's no good segue into that. So let's just uh, settle into it. So Jonah, I've wanted to have you on the podcast for quite a while now. You are someone that I have a lot of conversations with about music. One might say some of them are also arguments about music. Oh yeah. Um oh, yeah. much to uh, the chagrin of anyone who is around us while we're talking about <laughs> these things. Um uh-huh. uh, and I, I knew that you'd be great to have on the podcast because you you also like have you have played in bands, you've been involved with music for a while and you have like a very wide array of knowledge about a lot of different uh, different types of music. And you're also you're a little bit older uh than i am and in such a way where like generationally you yeah. just are we're kind of hip to some things that i wasn't but
1: you look very young yes oh, thank that's, you yeah so that's much. the elephant
0: in the room yeah we uh, one of my thank favorite you. games to start to facilitate when people meet jonah is guess how old he is um, <laughs> uh, they always get it wrong they do always Yeah, they undershoot by quite a bit um uh-huh. but yeah but i knew that i wanted to have you on uh so it was just a question of what to talk about. And I kind of had a sense of what we might talk about. And when I threw yeah. it out there, we kind of settled on the fact that we would talk about the album Clarity by Jimmy Eat World. Yes. Yes. And let's just, well, maybe just say a little bit about why why this album for you. And then maybe we'll just talk about our general experiences or lack of experience with this album and this band. And then we'll be off off to the races.
2: I think that for, for one, I think it's, it's hard to uh, separate uh, the self from like being introduced to like a really good record and like thinking other records could be better or live up to that. Like Mm. it it can be like a difficult hill to climb sometimes still that said, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of a preface to like, this was the first album that was introduced to me. Um, I used to work at a Jimmy John's back in the early two two thousands, and uh, and we could play whatever music we wanted to play.
1: Who got any good stories from Jimmy (laughs)
2: John's? Jimmy John's, um, yeah, I mean, like I don't know, a lot of people all dated, I guess. Like, there's a lot of very incestuous little office drama not too much drama. who knows
1: you you go for an italian sub but you you you're
0: so oblivious <laughs> to the the sexual tension behind the uh yeah but it, it it finds its way into the sub if you know what i right, mean. Right. You, you take a yeah. bite you're like
1: mm, yeah, mm, yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. The special yeah. sauce yep. yep
2: um oh but john they're... no that's not what i meant pat that's <laughs> oh, you that's god. you god oh, you're so <laughs> dirty um but yeah no i mean there's i don't even know there's I'd have to think about it for a little bit. But, um, but what was the cool part about working there was that we could play any music that we wanted, like barring like no general manager was there. Like mm-hmm. now they have easy music or whatever it's called. It's like, Oh yeah. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. It just makes you want to die inside. But, <laughs> but when I worked with this guy named John, he pretty much, um, he pretty much introduced me to like, so like, so much music that influenced me till, till today. And one of the records that he would play when we were working was Jimmy at world clarity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He's the same person who played Texas is the reason, sunny day, real estate, modest mouse, quicksand uh, built to spill um, the get up kids. Like that one person introduced me to like all of those artists and, and clarity was probably Along with, I'll just have to say with Sunny Day Real Estate's diary, like Clarity is like, I just connected with it so much and so hardcore. I I can't tell you why exactly like on the surface, but it, I just like loved that album, and yeah. I just like li- listening to it like all the way through. It just feels so good till yeah. today,
0: even. I and I should say that we talk about a lot of different stuff when it comes to music, but one of like our sort of like mainstays is, is emo music. And also like what, mm. what emo music is, which is an eternal conversation, but what, you mm. know, what is emo versus pop punk versus whatever post article or all the, and, you know, and the way that these genres bleed into one another and these bands influence one another and the way that their genres, you know, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs>
1: precisely, <laughs> precisely. You know. um, a, it a. I guess... um,
0: <laughs> so yeah, so, I... so this is an appropriate album to sort of, you know, for you to come on to talk about because it it is so emblematic of these questions and these influences. And it's a lot of those bands that you talked about that this guy introduced you to is sort of they're in that world.
2: I would even say like, let's say like, if we take Built to Spill and even Sunny Day Real Estate and Braid, which he introduced me to. I, I would say like Jimmy World, what makes them different, like maybe like the Get Up Kids, but like I think that like their composition is like very 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 intentional. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, what's his name Trombino, Mike Trombino produced him mm-hmm. the the record, um, and also like they're v- like very honest most of the time straightforward lyrics. Yes. Which isn't I'm not always a fan of, but it works with how they how complex their composition of the songs are yeah. overall.
0: Especially on this album compared to the later stuff, which will which one would we get to. Um yeah. But yeah, I think Hard yeah. on Your Sleeve is sort of like the cliche that people use when it comes to their lyrics and very like upfront. Um yeah, some might say at some moments maybe even a little cringy. Um Yeah. Yeah. But but it's always up against this backdrop of very lush music, which let's be good yeah. doobies and we'll listen to just a little bit of a song to kind of like, because I think this is important because people will probably come to this episode knowing Jimmy Eat World, but odds are probably, it's probably going to be later Jimmy Eat World, which is... Very yeah. different than the way that this album sounds. Um, yeah. Tony Hawk's Underground Two, right? Which I played we'll, the shit out of that. I will. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to video game soundtracks because that relates to my introduction <laughs> to this band. But so yeah, we'll just listen to like the first minute or so of um of okay. the song uh, Lucky Denver Mint, which is emblematic to some degree of the sound on this album and what they're doing with this album. Um, okay. So this is a little bit of Lucky Denver Mint uh, by Jimmy e. World from the album Clarity which Jonah is on here to talk about. Jim Adkins, the titular Jimmy of Jimmy Me World. Jonah, how's uh, how's Pat's technique on his air drumming?
2: Let's see. I I missed it. Give give him a little...
0: uh,
1: Oh, that's pretty good air drumming. That's pretty good. This is Mr. Cymbal and this is Mr. Snare. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. Okay. What if I picked up drumming and became, like,
0: sick at it? Jonah can give you lessons.
1: Are oh, you a drummer?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. A very good drummer. I... Thank you. Now,
1: where are you on the drumming spectrum from Whiplash to Travis Barker? Um, I will also uh, extend to Joey Jordanson of Slipknot Rest in Peace Who is my favorite drummer of all time
2: Way below Whiplash Even I would say Way never close to Travis Barker definitely below Whiplash like not even close To that well
0: based on my understanding of that Movie uh, it's probably for the best that you're Below Whiplash (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I'll be like flipping over cars and stuff Right (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers <laughs> for the film Whiplash. Um, okay, so let's so that's that's the general sense of of the the album. But again, that's even hard to say because this album does so much. But let's talk about our experiences with Jimmy Eat World and or this album, um, and then we'll get into the songs that or what we like about the album and all that kind of stuff. So Pat, we'll start with you experiences with Jimmy Eat World, and then experiences with Clarity.
1: Um, I will I will mention. Um... Another, a great Pittsburgh radio station that had so much to do with my upbringing, 105.9 DX. X. Shout out to 105.9 um, The I listened to The Middle. The Middle, I, I listened to that a lot. Um, on the Way to Hockey, that was always a song. Um, even though my mother really, really liked that song, we'd always crank that, <laughs> crank it up in the car. Um, Very wholesome song. But it was one of those bands where this is pre-itunes this is just cd world where i would have to spend my own money on cds but i never like bought their albums i was just like oh i really like this song i really like the middle and i was never moved to buy the album um, what year was the middle? What what year is that? 2001 2001 two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm like n- nine, ten years old then. Um, and uh, then um, what was the the next big song? The one on Tony Hawk. What is that one? I don't know. Is it... was that that can't be the middle? That also can't be the
0: middle. Here, let me. Whoa. I have a computer in front of me. I hope it's not the song that I'm thinking of because that's uh pain oh it's from pain it's pain from futures which is the album that came out three years later in 2004 yes 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 um takes my pain away and that was it that's been it what sorry what is your uh like what would you associate them with in terms of like the genres the types of people who would listen to it okay gotcha
1: pop punk but back then it was marketed i think as alternative totally I don't think the mainstream label was pop. I don't think on the radio it was marketed as pop punk. I think it was marketed as
0: alternative rock. Yeah. That sounds right. Yes, that. Which I feel like term. that
1: I feel like that has gone away. That uh moniker has gone away.
0: Totally. Which
2: makes sense cuz it actually doesn't make sense to call something alternative like well, it's kind of rock. Yes, yeah, it doesn't yes, do the yes. standardization of rock.
0: Yeah, alternative is one of those phrases that means absolutely nothing like kind of like Mm. indie in this day and age but like even even more so because at least indie had like you know an association with like the labels or the types of labels whereas alternative was just like you could listen to this instead of mainstream music but then a lot of these bands were also incredibly mainstream and pop oriented um Mm -hmm. sure so that that so but that was pretty much it so no experience then with the album clarity up until a couple days ago that's yeah, it? okay. Oh, wow. Okay, perfect. So we're working backwards in a lot of ways. So my Ooh. exposure to this band was, I also knew of The Middle. It was like the kind of song that, like, my brothers would listen to, and they were allowed to listen to at least that song, even though it was secular, Oof. because as is canon to the Pat and John, Their Best Behavior, you know, <laughs> mythos, I was Drink. not allowed to listen to uh, secular music mm. growing up. Um, right. But, like, that was okay, because the song is all about, like, Doing your own thing and like not listening mm-hmm. to anyone else. And like that was something that like, you know, Christians in the, you know, post-columbine world uh felt okay right. with, you know, putting out there. This whole idea of like being outsiders and doing your own thing. But I did not right. like the song. And I still to this day Jesus
1: don't... did do his own thing. He did his own thing. And you know <laughs> when what? When I think about it. <laughs> you know what? I'm just
0: saying, like, you know which of the crosses, which of the three crosses Jesus was on when he died? The alternative rock. He one. was on the. He was in the alternative <laughs> rock. He was in. He was on the middle cross. So oh, I don't know. No. I'm just saying. Oh, he was in the middle. He was in the middle. So yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the original in the middle guy. Um, but so okay. But I didn't really love the song that much. I never really liked the song, and still to this day don't really love it. However, I was playing NHL 2003 one day. Uh-huh probably around 2003, 2004. And this song called sweetness by Jimmy eat world came on. And that song fucking blew my mind. Mm-hmm. If I were a less disciplined podcaster, I would say, Oh fuck, we have to listen to it, but I'm I'm going to choose to move this along. But that, that song yeah. incredible. Mm, yeah. The, 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 okay. the back and forth vocals, it's remarkable. So I, I really liked that song. And then my brothers had the album Futures, which, again, is the one that has Pain on it, which is the album that came after that, uh, after Bleed American, um, which I really loved. And then from there, I was kind of off to the races and listened to uh, Chase This Light after that, which came out three years later. They were like a, they were a three, every three years, release a, an, an album yeah. kind of band for a while. And yeah. didn't really know much about Clarity until I sort of got really into like emo music and started really like sort of tracing the emo, you know, history um and discovered that they were before they were a pop punk band they were primarily known for being like an emo band with a very different sort of sound. Um yeah. and yeah, and clarity, I don't think we did this when we had when we did the episode, but if I if we had done an honorable mentions uh, sort of section of the episode where we talked about our favorite nineties albums. This would have been my honorable, one of my honorable mentions. Cause it mm-hmm. came out in 1999 and it's, it's just in my opinion, like a, an almost flawless album. Uh, and I love, I love everything that it, that it does, but almost flawless, almost flawless. Almost? I, I, yeah, I'll, I think the cringy lyrics every now and then sort of like take hmm. me take me oh out of it. Oh my God, this guy is talking about cringy <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> I know as this as guy... Every
1: fucking emo album I've listened to on his recommendation <laughs> hasn't had a yeah. few clunkers.
2: Yeah, it's... coming from you, John. But look, it's just oh, maybe, it's maybe, it's like
0: the, maybe it's the positivity. It's like cringy, but there's also mm. like a positivity to it that I just, I mm-hmm. don't know. But uh, we will. Well,
1: that would make sense if you didn't like positivity, right?
2: Yeah, yeah hypothetically yeah. speaking, I can buy. I can. T- I can buy into that. But like cringy. Yeah, I guess that's a specific kind of cringe.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some you know some forms of cringe are less acceptable than others. Uh, so yeah. So that's that's, true. that's my general experience with the band. So I guess I mean, Joni, you kind of already talked a little bit about your introduction to the band, but do you want to just say a little bit about sort of what has made it stay with you and. I don't know, sort of your experience with it over the years.
2: Um, yeah, I guess whenever I go back to it, I listened to it yesterday and the day before. I was like, "Oh, we're going to do this," and um, I don't, my experience with it is just like, "Oh, I can, I can sit down and just listen to it and not do anything else. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I can. It's like a great driving album, but also I would just go back to like the." like an experience in it in any space is like good but i think i think maybe not when you're like talking to people it's not an album you put on if you're if yeah you're, like it's not background music it's it's not hmm. that it's not like oh i'm throwing a party let me put on like jimmy Eat world like maybe if you're playing pop punk stuff like and it's on the background yeah you'd pl- you'd play like later jimmy Eat world like bleed american or after after or like futures and on but like clarity is not something that can exist in the background. Like no. it's made to be listened to, listened, listen. It's made to be listened to mm-hmm. um, intentionally and experience like the sounds, like as you're doing whatever you're doing or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's that kind of album. And I, I don't know, I guess it's been so long that I, cause it's been what it's almost, it's probably 20 years since I've been introduced to the album and I'm just trying to think back through, through like time, like what, how I did it. Definitely driving, definitely like I would sit and listen to albums like when I was a lot younger and this is one of them. And I just felt, I don't know, I just felt connected to the lyrics and and the, and the, in the sound. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Hmm. And you, and I should say you have not really fucked with, Post clarity, Jimmy Eat World is that is that accurate, or maybe post bleed yeah. American?
2: Yeah, like I fucked with Bleed American a little bit, but like what I because I because I was alive or I was like an adult at the time when Bleed American came out, <laughs> and like my friends who had never listened to Jimmy Eat World, they were like, "Listen to this like Bleed American, this is great." I was like, "Yeah, it is. It's pretty solid. I mean, it's solid. We listened to it, but like it still wasn't clarity." And then I think that's... Jimmy World got bigger with Bleed American. That was, like, when they blew up. And then Futures was when they, like... Yeah. That's when they became, like, party. Like, they were already... Yeah, MTV mainstream. Like, they were already kind of making it with Bleed American. But, like, Futures, like, there is... That was it. Like, whole new generation of fans. Do
1: you know what Pitchfork gave Bleed American? Oh, this is I a, leg- really a legendary review. 3.5. <laughs>
2: really? Out of 10?
1: Yeah, yeah this is when <clears throat>
0: this is when they were I trolly mean, they, were, they were naughty yeah, they, they were mischievous it's so different chats. now yeah.
1: I mean it's so Condé Nast right now but like god damn it's so funny that Here. doesn't make any sense yes it's definitely time to grow up Rites of passage are coming. If they haven't already, sex, heartbreak, the loss of everything you own in a house fire, birth defects, and genocide, or at least things that seem that big. So do the best you can. Listen to your favorite band. Bury your head in the sand before it all begins again. Hey, I just wrote a Jimmy Eat World
0: song. <laughs> oh, boy. That's kind of oh, wow. funny. Wow, that's kind of funny.
2: Wow, that's that's harsh. That's so harsh. But
0: they they were they were yeah they were. They were little jerks about a lot of stuff like the, I think they like their review of like a, that Jet album that came out in like the early 2000s. going to be my girl? <laughs> yeah, that one. They have like, I think it's just like a vi- it's like a link to like a video of like like someone like like a goat shitting or something like that or like a pig shitting or something. Yeah, it's it's They They were cheeky little boys back then.
2: That sounds really cheeky. Like why? Like, I mean, like you've got also have to like give props to like why songs are successful. Like, yeah, except I guess there's exceptions. Cause I'm still wondering why machine gun Kelly is so famous. And I'm just like, it's disgusting. <laughs> and I mean, no offense, dude, you're all right. But like, you know, I'm not a big fan of your music.
0: Megan Fox seems to think so.
2: Yeah. She no. likes being in his he videos. Sucks. Okay. Yeah.
0: Also mm-hmm. I'm kind of over them. I'm
1: sorry, but like, yeah, they're not, like, no one has a personality. Like, no one that famous has a personality. So, them, like, fake putting on this, like, affair is, like, really interesting. I don't yeah. buy it. I don't buy it for one sec. I, I'm not buying that they're, like, not fond of each other. But, come on, man. So, let's put these the three together. The real couple is Ben Affleck <laughs> and J Lo? That's Ben Affleck. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. real. That's back. You see the back. way they—they they don't do costumes. They don't do photo shoots. But you just look at them and you're like, I get yeah. it. Love so is real. I
2: kind of—I kind of have an idea to put these three ideas together. Like the—the—the the, the review by Pitchfork, Machine Gun Kelly, and like, and Jimmy. Like, let's say Bleed American or Jimmy World in general. Mm. So like, so like. What okay? What the guys from Pitchfork don't realize there's like there's a big difference between Jimmy Eat World and Machine Gun Kelly. Jimmy Eat World are like insane composers with their music. Like they are like relentless with their composition. And I think Mike Trombino, who produced their record, more than half of their records, I think. Mm -hmm he he's done other stuff like Paramore records, Blink-182, uh,
0: all time low. Like when
2: he, he did Enema, Enema the state. Yeah. He did dude ranch. Like this dude makes good records. Yeah. Like that. There's like that, that producer and like people who want to compose good records, like they're doing something very specific when in, in the duration of their albums, it's not just what's hot. Like Jimmy Eat world is on their evolution they just happen to get poppier because that's what happens to bands over time. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, but like they're, they're still like, I'm like bleed American. I'm not a big fan, but like they write good songs. Yeah, It's kind of like, it's kind of like Weezer. I don't like all their later stuff, but they Mm. write good songs. Do you know what I mean? They're good songwriters and they really actually care about what they're doing. And they're not, thinking about their image. They're thinking about the songs that they're writing. Yeah. And, and I think pitchfork guy was like th- just in, he was caught in the matrix or whatever. And machine gun Kelly is just like,
0: I don't even know how he got famous. <laughs> he might not either. Um, Yeah. yeah well, and, and I think, and I think the, the reaction, the, the very like averse reaction to bleed American is I think a, a testament to just how much people, believed in Jimmy Eat World after they came out with clarity. Because like I can totally see I love Bleed American and I love futures. But if you came to them expecting what they were putting down with clarity and you hear the middle, you're gonna be like, What the fuck? Like this is right this is not yeah, this that, is not it. Mm.
2: That I can see that it's people it, say the same that.
0: thing about different
1: eras of Pat and John and their best behavior. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and Can I just add to something that like something about this album too is what makes me even believe in it more. It's like one of those albums where if you ask any like pop punk artists or like even some hardcore or like emo today, like that are in their like forties ish or thirties, like what their influences were like, or one of their influential albums they will say like, it's easy that they could say clarity. Like I think Tom DeLonge and Mark Hoppus, like they reference Clarity as like a huge mm. influence, but you don't hear any of that style of music like in their totally. in their music. Like yeah. it's 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 different. But they're like they are huge, and they're like Clarity man. Like the yeah. album is like so good.
0: Yeah, and that that's what makes Jimmy World so cool is that like you have them influencing like a whole slew of like straight up pop punk bands like from their Bleed American Future stuff. But then you also have, like, even if you're not aware of that kind of stuff, which you can listen to, you can be like Steve and Jimmy World, whatever lore, and not even know that Clarity or Static Prevails exists. But that album, those albums influenced a whole nother side of the, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. pop, punk, emo, whatever indie music sort of, uh, yeah, universe. And there's Mm -hmm. obviously there's bleed between all those different things, but that's, I don't know, that's what makes them such a cool band, you know, even if you don't necessarily fuck with the later stuff. Mm -hmm. um but let's uh yeah well let's dive into the the songs that we brought in because i think that that kind of gives us a good a good jumping off point to talk more in depth about yeah what makes the album work so well so okay um i'm gonna start off with the song that i brought in because it's the opening track um i mentioned this before we started recording but this is a really hard album to like discuss or experience in the way that we tend to experience it on this podcast because we tend to listen to like minute, minute and 15 minute long snippets. But because this is a band that is so focused on composition and like build and crescendo, Mm -hmm. it's really Mm. hard to like pick songs that really encapsulate that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the closing track is 16 minutes long and it's fucking great. (laughs) And it is a closing track like for the ages, but obviously we can't really talk about that yeah but so this is the opening track i'm gonna play just a little bit of the very beginning and then i'll play the last like minute or so um to give you a sense of my favorite my favorite part i'm gonna skip around past the organ i'm sorry sorry organ player You get the idea there, I'm gonna skip to the last minute. So you're hearing those give and take vocals that I fell in love with when I heard it uh-huh. uh, the first time uh, for for sweetness, uh-huh. but in a slightly in a slightly different way. Um, yeah, just a great opening track. Just a great opening track that is so the, much yeah. more subtle than pretty much everything that they did with their opening tracks for every album after this.
2: It's so subtle. The and mm. they're they're like, okay, what are we gonna do in this track? Well, let's just start off with like harmonies. <laughs> yeah and make them very specific harmonies and then okay escalation they're about escalation so then like those when the drums like do 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 and then like you have the harmonies like going and like you have the all the other sounds like it's just like it's just like elevating
0: yeah Mm. And it will I, I don't know what I'm saying no you you do know what you're saying and you're saying <laughs> far better things than than we tend to say. Um, well, and it's also like an interesting sort of like um, I don't know, yeah, like opening gambit for them because this is the first album that featured Jim Adkins who is obviously the voice and you know face of Jimmy E world um, primarily on lead vocals because before that it was Tom, uh, I mean I felt like anything. I thought they like, kind of mixed it up like half and half Or something yeah I guess that's true But I, I think hmm. I just feel like given Like how aggressive also that album was And sort of like how Tom's like vocals Were like of a lower register like a little More like growly uh, yeah, That yeah. was just more like what people came to expect From that so it's like they're starting off with a much More subtle song with a yeah. Very different singer um, hmm. Sort of taking Taking the reins like it just It really signals like this is what, you know, this is what we're all about for this album. Um which is very different than what came before.
2: Well, I mean it goes with like they're they're discovering what they can do. And one thing they're saying, okay, we we want maybe may, this is a complete speculation too. Maybe we want um maybe we want Jim to lead, be lead on like all of these song, songs to get the kind of composition that we want, like Tom, like we like your vocals, but like not for like where the direction of the band is going and like how like how far they can go vocally, especially with doing harmonies like that. Like you want Jim to be leading that because then that opens the door to to more diversity in the vocals, yeah, and Mm -hmm. and and, like range of like harmonies and melodies,
0: which goes along with the diversity of like composition on this album Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Pat, I'm curious for you as someone who came into this, like, you know, you knew the middle and you knew pain and you sort of yeah, knew that. Yeah, I was like, skip skip skip, <laughs> skip, skip,
3: skip, 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 skip,
0: Where are the guitars or where's the distortion? Yeah. So what, what was, what was your experience listening to this album as a, as a total, 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 uh, total novice?
1: So, you know, when I, when I, uh, when I talked about, um, on the email episode, the emo, uh, sort of a synopsis sure. episode. Yeah, 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 You know how I said how like every guitar lick and every sort of vocal phrase feel like, feels like it's going to cartwheel into its own thing mm-hmm. and that the music is kind of held together by like, I don't know, like scotch tape? Yeah. That's what this album feels like more so than I guess like the radio hits that I knew.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's very, it's very There's a lot
1: more Amer. I mean, you know, I always do the, (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot more American football in this album than the other ones,
0: you know?
2: Wait, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a different thing.
0: It's a different thing. Okay. Very. It's very. Uh, it's very uh, what's what I'm looking for. Um, diplomatic. Yeah. Very diplomatic of you, Pat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, the guitars are very, very like shimmery, and uh, there's a lot of like arpeggios, and um, hmm. yeah, there's just like, uh, which is which is different from, yeah, from like the just power chords, power chords, power chords of like a lot of what mm-hmm. is on Bleed American and, and Future. Uh, mm. futures um so i wasn't exp- yay I, nay oh yay 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 yeah
1: yeah 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 oh but
0: you weren't expecting no it. no 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 you were probably expecting a, a, just a slightly rawer version i was of, thinking
1: of like enema of the state right. oh wow
0: yeah uh yeah which is uh because actually never mind um John's gonna say it's a much superior album. <laughs> no, I yeah. was gonna make like a joke <laughs> that references the the album art for Enema of the State, but it's yeah, it was just too too much for even for our even for our standards. Um, well, that let, let that that brings us into the song that you brought in, Pat. Um, which oh, no, it's a
1: great transition.
0: I think so. Right. Is that is that a good transition? You brought in. It's 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 a transition, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the song uh, "Crush," cool, yeah, which is the the song that Pat highlighted as one that he wanted to listen to yeah. and maybe say a little. Turn bit
1: it about. up.
0: does not let up
4: hmm
0: ah okay so why this I oh go ahead go ahead mm. Jonah
2: I have a request because I think there's something specific that they do really well in this album mm-hmm. and that's like their bridge parts. Yeah. And is there a way mm. we can like get to the bridge of this song? Yeah. Like to see it ramp the fuck up? Because yeah. That's something they do. I don't know if we yeah to the whole thing so, or true, yeah, no, true. do the bridge.
0: Yeah, truly, why not? Um here let okay. me just skip around a little bit. Here we go. This is we what you're talking about, yeah? That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the kind of shit that you just like, I mean, I I have seen this band live, as have you, Jonah, but I've not seen them play this song live. And I would, Mm. I would, it's the kind of thing that you just would love to see them just like, just fucking rip on. Um, Yeah. Because it just, it comes through. Like you listen to this album, especially, especially when it's more aggressive moments. And you really like, you have that experience of like being in like a, yeah, like a, a, practice space or like a jam session for like a band and just like the aggression mm-hmm. of just like getting lost in the dynamics of the music. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really comes through. Why, why did you pick this song, Pat?
1: Cause it was a normie song.
0: <laughs> I mean, it is, it is um, probably one of the more, yeah. the songs that is more emblematic of what would become their sort of dominant, sound later on yeah which yeah is a polite way of saying the fucking normie choice
2: <laughs> i can't i can't disagree with that it seems that crush is always actually always like the most like normie song on, on this album to me like
1: did they play this live
2: uh yeah i'm pretty i mean i saw them in 2003 or 4 mm. they played a lot they played a lot off of clarity they probably would have around that
0: they probably would still be playing have been sure, playing a lot sure probably of early stuff. enough yeah
2: Yeah, um, I don't remember, I don't remember seeing this song specifically, I remember, I've seen them a couple times, I remember they played a lot off of Clarity though, Hmm. and it was awesome, but the, see, so one thing they, I think they, um, I'm trying to think, do they go back, but there's at least a few songs in this record where they play like the little back and forth, like verse quasi course verse quasi course or whatever. And then they just, then, then the song goes off and it doesn't come back. Hmm. It it escalates and it doesn't try to come back to those, like the regular, uh, verses it's like, no, we're done with that. Like we're only going to escalate or evolve. And that's probably like closer, close to like Pat, where are you thinking about like American football, there's songs where they don't return to like patterns, they just
1: no they 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 keep keep exploring keep exploring and keep yeah. exploring
2: yeah and i think that's probably i don't, i'm just like thinking out loud and like that's probably something that i really like that's still something that i like in music in certain songs today is that like they don't necessarily return to these verses mm-hmm. because like they've already done what they've needed to do and there's more song to like expand and explore and like escalate like and they can still pull back certain notes and and play, like, little riffs that are related to the verses. Yeah. But, like, you're playing, like, a, a different kind of bass that, that – and that way you get, like, more energy and more – just ex- more different kinds of emotion. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that I like about them. In a, definitely in a decent amount of songs in in this record.
0: Well, I think it also it's probably <clears throat> something that comes from being like a musician as well. Oh and, yeah, and like getting lost in that <laughs> in that sense. Which, yeah, I mean, I can I think I, I feel like I can speak for Pat at this point. Say that that's probably not <laughs> your favorite aspect of music, right? Pat it's mm-hmm. just like the I think you you like you want the return, you crave the return mm-hmm. from you know. Okay. I feel like I feel like I've gotten into trouble when I've assign Pat some of these emo albums that do tend to mm. sort of like really play with like those dynamics not to say that I think Pat yeah, yeah, can yeah. appreciate them on like a like musician level like on a yeah. instrumental level but it's just not like your it's not your you know preferred uh register of listening to music
1: I just need to be taught I guess or you know? I don't know I feel like
0: I don't know I feel like I have the same I feel like we're kind of the inverse of each other in in, in terms of like the way we relate to, like, music versus movies. Like, I feel mm. like I'm the, of the two of us, I'm, like, the movie normie. And you're probably more of the music normie. Mm. Okay. Yeah, probably. Probably. Like, I feel like there's stuff that you like that, like, you'll tell me to watch and I'll be like, yeah, like, I probably just need it to be a little more, like, you know, or, like, I'm willing middle, to end. take more risks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Hmm. And I, I need all, I need lots of risk in my music. The mm. Less risk the less interested I am. Um, Can
1: I recommend to you, Chief yeah, Keith, back from the dead two? Is that a movie? It might be. <laughs> it's a fork. It's a very difficult Chief Keith album. Mm. Chief Keith back from the dead two.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like that's something. Yeah. That that's also something you do with your writing as well, Jonah. I feel like I feel like you're interested in like that, those moments of collapse.
2: Yeah, Mm. I think so. It's the, yeah, I think, I think so. Um, I'm interested in miscommunication more than communication. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that relates, but yeah, I I like the escalation or collapse or some kind of thing, something like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe collapse is better. Escalation could be implied, but like, yeah, collapse sounds, I'll, I'll take it for now.
0: Yeah 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 take that one put that on the on the back on the back cover until something right. until something better comes comes along which i'm i'm sure it will um <laughs> well let's get to your the song that you brought in uh which okay. i originally intended on this being the second one that we listened to because it's the second song on the album uh no wait, wait it's not no, no, no it's, it's the third song it's the third song yeah, uh yeah, lucky yeah. Denver made is the second one. um but uh pat gave us a way into talking um about crush You're so yes thank you um so yeah so this is uh your new aesthetic uh which is the third track on the album uh and it goes a little bit a one. like this lowering the standards in a
3: process selective love to defend-
1: more than one person so everyone jump on I'll miss you
3: when you're just like them imitate and water down so that on its own For the crash I'll write it out so that
4: on its own those
2: fucking drums the, line, the drums kill the
0: love the production you playing drums when you were listening to this album have i played drums no, listening to it were, were you playing drums when you listened to this album or first yes heard it? okay yep. play a little bit more of this just
4: like
2: low crunch of yeah. the guitars mm. steady
0: I wish we could listen to the entire thing but we simply we simply cannot um can we can we just
2: listen to one just when the that chorus comes in just a few seconds yes yes yeah that's like yeah this is like the part of the song yeah we, we don't have to listen to
0: more of that. Like, no, you're 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 totally right. I just forget because like, what comes before it is, is still so fucking like, kick-ass. And it's mm. like we were a minute and 40 s- seconds into the song, and the chorus hasn't hit yet. Um, no,
2: it's just like... And the guitars are crunching. And you just have the sim- simple guitar crunch. Then you put the harmonies. And then you have the drums that are just like... Bah, 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 bah yeah i'm I'm not doing the beat right but you know it's like really simple simple and then you have the steady beat and then you just fucking turn it and you're like we're switching octaves yeah we're switching like what we're doing and it's like i don't know if it's minor chords you could tell me but they like totally make the song go somewhere else Yeah, but it's Mm. still it's like they stretch it far from the bass but it's still related and it's just like so intense. And it, so yeah, weird. it kind
0: of starts in like a minor register too, but it's in that sort of like, you know, da, 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 you know, the, the the palm palm muted guitar the guitars mm. and then the chorus just like opens up and it goes into like more of like a sludgy, amorphous sort of like melody, harmony, whatever. I also don't know what I'm talking about. But you know, that I don't know. yeah. that's yeah, it just plays with the dynamics. And it's so different than what comes before like the the two previous yeah. songs or it really is just like a masterclass, and like what you can expect from this band.
2: Yeah, and especially on this album, hmm. that move is just that move is like that's the payoff for me. Like, I I am so big with payoff, and I will sit through like some weird shit or like steady stuff, but then like if you give me something that like I could not possibly see coming, like, and it's still kind of ties tied to the song, like. A change like that in the song is such a huge payoff for me. Yeah. It feels it feels so good to listen to, just like mm. and it's just it's just fucking hammering when it hits that other part. It's it's like it's static, right? Yeah. It's like static before and then it's just like, no, we're going somewhere with this.
0: Yeah. And there are so many moments on this album that have that. Like I'm just looking like this album is so fucking good. Like just yeah. the track listing is just like so many classics, but I'm I'm thinking about like, twelve twenty three ninety five. Um, hmm. just watch the fireworks for me. This is heaven, and obviously we referenced it earlier. But like, goodbye Scar- Sky Harper, which is just like, talk about a, a a song where you just you you don't know how you get from the beginning to the end. No, you don't. Like and you they just keep going, yeah, and like you, <laughs> you get to the end, and then you you listen, you go back to like the beginning of that song, and you're like, oh, this is how this song began, because it it is really is like it is right. like three four songs combined into one. Apparently, for fifteen minutes. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just saying for sixteen minutes.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I and I was reading up some on some stuff prior to recording, and I didn't know this, but apparently, like they intentionally like they had sixteen minutes to record a song like that was like the um, the maximum amount they could record for this, whatever they had left on the tape. They're I do
2: Capital records. So it was probably some weird fucked up deal. Yeah.
0: And they were like, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to use this. We're going to use all 16 minutes to oh, wow. <laughs> like write this song. And that's exactly what they did. And it, it, that's hilarious. It's the kind of thing that I, I read this in like a re- retrospective review, but it's, it's the kind of thing that a lot of bands have tried to pull off with, you know, very, with maximalists sort of like sweeping closers mm-hmm. and you just can't, you can't pull it off in the way that this band does with this particular You're album. Right.
2: That one is, I'm like, I'm, this is 15 minutes and I'm okay listening to it. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of songs that are that long and I'm like, okay, when the fuck is this going to end? Yeah. But this mm. one I'm like, no, this is chill. I could do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Their album closers are, are pretty, pretty legendary. Hmm. Um, yeah, just like My Sundown from Bleed American and then 23 from Futures, which is like, mm. which is a very Clarity-esque song, but they're just like very good at like, and they're and it's incredible to experience live because it just really does feel like a sort of rock orchestra, but not in a Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Patshipper like <laughs> Band kind of way. Oh, really? <laughs> I feel like you fuck with trans every <laughs> yeah. day. Truly, what's not to love? Yeah, I don't know. That's like that's kind of that's what I've got. That's what I've got. I feel like what Is a Sarah... journey we've been on. Yeah, truly.
2: Yeah, I guess I I would just say that I'm learning. It's the payoffs that they have that I love so much. Yeah, and mm. that and that they care so much about their composition and their vocals. And I was listening, I don't know, I think it was like For Me This Is Heaven I was listening to earlier. And there's like a bunch of violins and shit in there yes.
0: that, yeah.
2: that are like lead that, like leading the song. Um and it's kind of like this like it, it's called For Me This Is Heaven. It's kind of like a trickle down. It feels like you're like watching the stars and mm. like there's these violins playing and it's like it's like you're looking up at the sky while yeah. you're listening to a song because there's these violins, so like whoa yeah i don't know i don't know i'm like going off but they're the nope. just the composition and the care yeah
0: yes yes yeah for me like just watch the fireworks and for me this is heaven has all of that it's like it's that or maybe ex- it's
2: just watch the fireworks i don't remember which one but yeah
0: yeah i mean there are strings throughout this album they're like strings and xylophones and all these different mm-hmm. all these yeah all this crazy stuff but yeah like th- those moments it has like that feeling of like yeah, being on a hill and like watching the stars, maybe holding the hand of a, mm. of, a of a of a cute uh. of a cute girl, and experiencing those yeah, moments, and yeah. it like has that with in all of like its I don't know cliche ness because the album mm-hmm. doesn't shy away from that. It doesn't shy away from those hard on your sleeve moments, but it right. also captures it with like I don't know just like an acknowledgement of like the expansiveness of like the world around you, and also right. dare I say it the world within you.
2: Mm. 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 I just shouldn't speak. After yeah. <laughs> you see
0: that. I think that's, I think that is truly the best note that we can end on. So <laughs> with that being said, uh, Jonah, is there anywhere that you want people to find you on the internet? If you so desire to be found?
2: Um, I don't know if I desire to be found. Okay, um, That's for the best probably.
0: But,
2: I mean, like people can look at my Instagram Um, I don't really post on it at all. I just, I basically post stories that hard times, uh, hard times, the hard times news posts. Like those are the things that I like make me funny and everything else feels too self-indulgent. Um, but like sharing something that makes me laugh, like seems pretty perfect. So, I mean, you can look at, you can look at my Instagram. I'm at Jonah in the snow. One word that's Jonah in the snow.
3: Mm, Um, good. Good. Good one. You can look Thank you, you can
0: you can look but you can't touch. You can look but you can't touch. Whatever that sure. means. Whatever that means in, the, uh, yeah, in yeah. the in the world of Instagram. Um yeah. even though when you look like you really feel like you're you're touching and you'd like, I don't think I want to actually do this. I I wanna It can get weird. It can get very weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, your writing is is it is it available for consumption on the internet? Mm, um you're uh no no I don't have anything published yet. I haven't sent stuff out really yet.
2: You're one of Two. the pure ones. I'm a fucking ghost. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> keep your eyes peeled for Jonas uh Jonas fiction because it is it is quite quite good. Jonah is an excellent uh, an excellent writer. Thank you. Thank you, John. Uh, what about my
2: writing? <laughs> what about more?
0: You're you're good too, Pat. You're good too. Well, I mean <laughs> tell us about what what's what's your deal these days? Pat. I got something coming. I got yeah? something oh. coming.
1: Burr, burr, burr? You...
2: Burr. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got two things coming. I got one that will be for Film Festival Eyes only. And oh. the second will be for Instagram Eyes only. Excellent. Oh, my but, God. How many? Go ahead. Okay. A little bit of a <laughs> private showing the other day of this, uh, we'll call it a high art sketch Wow. that I made. High art Wow. And I gave it to a friend, and I said, "Will you please watch this?" And they said, "Could you please lower your firearm and let me watch this in peace?" Yeah, and, that um, that that
0: one uh, that one employee <laughs> at McDonald's said, um, "Please, please, I don't get paid enough for this." Um,
1: it got some giggles, got a, quite a few giggles, I should say. Nice, um, and then I got a text back a couple hours that said. Thought about it some more. Giggles um, in the text back? Well, they were to giggles to a- another person, but then I was along. given the giggles. Okay. Okay. It's
0: always nice when people are like, I have thought about this some more, and and then they proceed to say something positive. Yes. So it's, not, yes. it's not always yeah. how it turns out. Um, yeah.
1: So it's just waiting on a little bit of animation from Fiverr.com. Shout out, not a sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, we're back in business. All right.
0: I also theoretically, like, I just realized, like, I think I'm supposed to have like a couple pieces published at some point during October, but I haven't heard anything from the. Oh so no. So maybe they, maybe they had a moment of, hey, I thought about this some more, and we're actually not going to publish you anymore. Um, but theoretically, keep your eyes peeled for that. I just got a piece published in this magazine that republishes pieces from defunct magazines uh so like magazines <coughs> that have gone under so uh you could check out my poem parable which is an oldie of mine uh that's out on mm. double back review uh that has experienced uh, a new a new life on that website but otherwise uh stay stay uh, stay posted and as ever if you like what you're listening to if you like what you're hearing uh please leave us a rating and a review on apple podcasts please follow us Uh, at pat and john on their best behavior on instagram and apart from that uh jonah thank you so much for joining us this was uh this was really lovely
2: thanks for letting me blab about jimmy at world clarity you are quite literally
0: always welcome (laughs) all right (laughs) thank you bye jonah bye pat bye everyone Bye. bye